Welcome to the Podnots Ghostcast. Hello. Right, if there's something strange in your neighbourhood, who are you going to call? You're going to call Haunted Scouse. Yeah. We're very pleased to welcome our welcome, This, this welcome. week's guest is the Haunted Scouse YouTube channel. It's Adam and Chris. Welcome, boys. Hi, guys. Thanks very much for having us, yeah. Hi, all right, guys. Yeah, listen, thanks ever so much for giving us your time tonight. We um, Obviously, Halloween approaching, and we thought we'd get you and your supernatural knowledge in the building. And I thought we'd grill you a bit and just find out a bit about the Haunted Scouse YouTube channel. But first off, who's in the building? Come Whiteside. Gofflin. Kendall. Adam. Chris. Locked and loaded, boys. And Duffman. I was expecting that porn woman noise that you get on the text. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that next week. <laughs> right, thanks ever so much. So basically, tell us about yourselves then. So Haunted Scouts, it's a YouTube and a Facebook channel. Primarily YouTube. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and so, so what is it that you do? What do you call yourselves? What Are you ghost hunters? Are you ghost busters? I love the phrase Ghostbusters, really, but no, we're not as uh, savvy as that. We can't afford proton packs for one, so... Uh, <laughs> no, we'd say we're paranormal investigators and mainly historians as well, because this is sort of how the channel started up, our kind of love of history. Right, OK. And so how did you meet? Well, uh, a little-known magazine <laughs> called... Uh, right. yeah, paran <laughs> paranormal Personals, and, you yeah. know, I put an ad in, you know, yeah. middle-aged man seeks younger man to meet in woods and film a few bits. <laughs> 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 Like that, Chris. So it's and, and Adam turned up. Yeah. yeah but, I yeah. just I, I just I was thought you was gonna go down to George Michael Reed at one point then like you know it was the male toilets in the dark public bar. Yeah. They were they were locked unfortunately. So. <laughs> but no, I mean in all seriousness, we obviously we you know, we've been asked that a million times. I was thinking in my head, how oh, do we freshen that one up a little bit and mm. done it with <laughs> I've done as a service or a disservice there. But no, we started out as part of another team called Ghost Quest TV, based in Yorkshire. And we were the new new kids on the block for that. And then COVID hit. So no, we couldn't get together. Everyone was either in Liverpool or in North Yorkshire and we couldn't cross the borders. You know, and me and Adam had already, we were taking it seriously. We'd invested in our own night vision cameras and we could legally film together because there was only two of us. We could socially distance and it was just across, you know, through the tunnel. Mm. To, to get to each other so it's that's how the channel was born right okay and you're now at like 3k subscribers aren't you it's yeah it, it's it's just took off really i mean from what is just sort of a hobby because you know we've both got day jobs uh, at the end of the day this is kind of just both of our passion really and yeah we we don't really set ourselves too many targets for subscribers it was more you know we just wanted to produce something that would be out there for people to see for people to enjoy you know, we, we started watching shows like Most Haunted, you know, many, many moons ago that kind of, you know, set sort of the bar for paranormal teams. We thought, well, right, how can we sort of maybe replicate that and bring it to maybe YouTube? And we just discussed what we could potentially do. And we just decided on, well, this could be sort of the first kind of series of the channel where Chris takes us over to the Liverpool side, where obviously he's from over on the Whittle, which is the correct side of the water that we know that. <laughs> so it was where was five kind of hot spots to, for, for hauntings or where you grew up and you heard all these stories. And yeah, the minute we started filming and putting stuff out there, we were just getting so many people sort of contacting us going, oh, have you tried there? Have you tried there? Or do you want to come here? Do you want to come into our, our premises? So it's just sort of exploded, hasn't it? Right. Yeah, definitely. So is yeah. Liverpool a haunted place? It's good that you touch on the history. It's... Yeah, I mean, the thing is, that's the good thing, you know, with us both loving history, I've often said, we're like time team, but we don't have trowels. We have cameras instead. And it's about doing your research. If we're going to go just up the road from here, we, we've been to Allerton Towers, we've been to Walton Woods, we've been to Calderstones. They weren't just chosen because the spooky woods. They're chosen because, hey, they've got little ghost stories there. But at the same time, the history that goes around them, you've got to do your research. How long has it been there for? You know, we're sitting here now. What was here before this house was here? And so you've got to think spirits go back a long way and you know it's not just your victorian gentleman and your lady in a white dress so it was the denseness of history in liverpool that gives it that 
that sort of energy, do you think? Yeah, 100%. And then when you go into the city centre, we've been privileged to do quite a few pubs, which we got into a lot through lockdown because they were quite happy for us to go in. It was great for us. All the pumps were turned off and everything because the pubs were Great opportunity, sir. That's it. And so we've got a whole series of Liverpool's most haunted pubs that nobody can ever do again because the pubs are open. Like the Slaughterhouse on Fenwick Street, no one can ever do what we did because it's now the Fenwick Sunrise Hotel. We got in there two weeks before they started the renovations in the offices and everything upstairs. So no one can ever do what we did. And most haunted have been in there and done that place as well. Has there been any reports of any anything on earth in there, like sort of paranormal because of renovations? Have you heard anything since or have you lost contact because it's different owners now? No, same owners. I mean, Dovedale Towers was a good one when we got in there for the renovations. Yeah, I think you're fine with most of these stories that usually when some people start knocking down walls and sort of redecorating and repurposing properties, that's sort of when... It's, uh, it's sort of stayed up pretty much. Can yes. you tell my missus this? Because she's on at me to do <laughs> <laughs> It's a money saver. Yeah, don't, don't be refurbing any properties. <laughs> so on to the actual the meat and the sandwich then. The, what's the spookiest thing that's made you crap yourself the most? I'm privileged. And I say privileged. Some people look at it the other way. I'm in the 1% of the population that can honestly say they've seen a ghost. And I... I think I've seen three, and two of them have been since we've been doing Haunted Scouts. So the first one was how we started. We were doing a Ghost Quest series that turned into one episode uh, called My First Ghost Story, and it was meant to be a going round the whole team about what was the first time you saw a ghost or your first paranormal experience. And then Ben's a cameraman for Emmerdale on ITV. He's only 30, but he's done really well for himself, so big-ass camera on his shoulder... And that was the whole idea. We were going to all do an episode of that because it was only two people again. We could do it. But the first ghost I seen was on the rally, not far from here, just yeah. by, by the, the nuke in Gattaca. And that's the first episode we filmed. That is, all jokes aside, that is the first night we met. Mm. It was follow me, we're going to the woods. And it was to film round about the nuke on the rally. I saw the ghost of a little girl there. But when me and Ben were filming the daytime footage and we were walking along, he had the proper microphones and everything. And there was a lad walking his dog and he just happened to ask what we were doing. I could see him stopping and he's watching all these people. When everyone had bikes and everyone cycled, there was like 4 million bikes going up and down. Bike the wankers, they were yeah. there too. <laughs> <laughs> John saying nothing. <laughs> and, and this lad turned around and he asked, just curiosity, you know, what is it you're doing? I said, oh, we're just doing a ghost thing. And he was like, oh, great. You might not want to know, but I mean, I've seen a ghost and I've been walking the dogs and went, great, tell us about it. And he went on to tell us exactly the same ghost described the same girl that I'd just been talking about walking along the rally. So straight away, it was like saying about a bit of much credibility you put on it. So when I was around Walton Woods and the Camp Hill area, me and my mate saw this like dead tall fellow with red eyes and we both saw the same thing. So when you went Walton Woods, did you feel anything as sinister as we saw or what was your experience around Walton and Camp Hill? It was one of the first we did, wasn't it? I think it was probably the second episode, possibly. So yeah. we were still quite in our infancy. So in terms of things like kit and stuff, it was pretty much our, our eyes and ears, wasn't it? But yeah, do you know what? It was about three years ago, wasn't it? So I can't really remember too much. It's not uh, too haunting. I've got a question. I've seen you using some devices on one of your videos to interpret, I think, what the ghost or the energy or the spirit or whatever it was was saying. Can you tell us a little bit about the technicals of how that works? I'll let you explain since uh, <laughs> you, uh, you, you love talking, don't you? So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically, because most people won't believe this, but we're too intelligent men, you have that scientist argument, ghosts cannot possibly exist. But a hundred years ago, there was a grandfather selling his grandson. <laughs> no one's ever going to get to the moon. And that grandson ends up walking on the moon, things like that. So everything's Did there. Well, but everything's there to be disproved, isn't yeah, it? That's so, another podcast episode. I think. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. So you've got your next one now. But yeah, so we kind of go around, spirit is energy. And that's the thing. You know, It's not about someone walking through that wall now and, and walking through the middle of us. It's not the Ghostbusters thing of Slimer and the ghost in the library reading the books and everything like that. It's, it's about the energy that you feel. You've got REM pods, which is like, it's a box and it's got an aerial on it. And it's got four different lights. 
Now that picks up the energy that goes close to it, the electromagnetic field. So the closer you get, the different lights come on. And quite often, the green light is the first one that comes on. And uh, quite often, you'll just get a little bleep and one little flicker of the green light. Now that's still proximity. And if you capture it on camera, some people would say, oh, that's just a fly gone past it or something. A fly's not giving off EMF. You know, something's had to go up with an energy, even if it just flashes through. We've got a good episode coming up early next year. And Adam, he is a REM pod do that. And he, he replicates it perfectly, just flashes his hand across the top of it and you get that same blip. Well, there is a theory that energy never dies, isn't there? I believe time overlaps as well at times, you know, like history. So if you're in a particular place, there could be multiple histories overlaying that almost on a, on a loop. So I think in places of historical significance you're going to get a lot more activity aren't you that's sort of my way into it really with like stone tape theory and what you basically just said there with that sort of energy kind of projecting out or it's in sort of the fabric of buildings because i'd still class myself as a bit of a healthy skeptic where chris has seen and heard and experienced a lot of ghost sightings it hasn't happened to me yet i like to yet. use the word yet, yet. <laughs> so I'm, I'm more of a, you know, if that chair or if that couch sort of just lifted up and flew across the room, then I'd be 100%. Yeah, there's definitely something, but I'm still very much, um, you know, look for that. Well, it could be this, it could be that, and more of a scientific explanation. But what about the episode with the music box? Because I've seen that <laughs> and watching that, but I, sorry, because people need to, if you haven't seen it, guys, it's the Haunted Scouse episode uh, that's in Peter Cavanagh's pub, pub in Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. Look at it up on YouTube and look for the music box. It's left unattended on a pub table in the dark, and it starts playing, and it starts frigging moving. And watching it on my phone in the office in the middle of the day, I still got the goosies. That was like, But to yeah. be fair, was it Eddie Murphy's Haunted House Scares you, was it? Eddie, Eddie Murphy's Haunted, Haunted Mansion. Mansion <laughs> best Halloween so film. I, I, had a, I was speaking to my dad about, at the weekend about you guys coming on, and he's asked me to ask you the question. He lives in Chilwell, probably steeped in in you know spiritual history and he said that he thinks that his bathroom's haunted because every time he goes into it he shits himself <laughs> i like I that one that daggy dad joking that was from yeah. my dad i said i'll put it in Shower, i'm gonna steal that one That's yeah, that, that'll be appearing on an episode very soon, <laughs> okay. could we use night vision cameras when we film and that's the thing we are one of the few youtube channels that uses 100 percent of the time we use night vision cameras we use a normal camera for intros and stuff. We might mix it up every now and then. We did with the ancient RAM. We used the normal camera and big lights on it. But we kind of think you lose the feel of it. If you're going in with a light on into places and you can see everything, it doesn't mean say you don't get creeped out. It doesn't mean say something doesn't knock over there and you're like, well, the light's on, we, that wasn't one of us. But we use night vision cameras for the reason of, it just adds to all the, the yeah, creep factor I, of I think it. when you take other senses away, like vision, for instance, even if you like dump the night vision and put it aside here, and like you're aware of other energies, your other senses sharpen up, don't they? A lot more. So that that is a, a really good thing to think to pick yeah. up on. I think we do a fair few different experiments like that. So if you take away your vision, you take away sort of your your, your hearing as well, and it does it does not heighten your other senses as well. And supposedly, you know, that's where more things could potentially so happen as what's well. What's a strangest, say, if you take away your vision and you're sitting in a room in a dark, like i seen you the other day on your latest video, sitting on your own, do you find that you hear more things? Is there anything spooky that you've heard, you can remember yeah, hearing? 100% on, on? you tune in, don't you? We do fan events as well. We've just done one this weekend, the Hack Green Secret Nuclear Bunker, which is so well signed, you can find it easily. <laughs> um, but... Because you're in a nuclear bunker, you can turn all the lights off and it is pitch black in places of it. And you can give people a little taste of it. And we use the night vision cameras on the events and we often walk around and say to everyone, you're standing there, you cannot see your hand in front of your face, but you'll walk past everybody with the camera and it gives them a little taste there. So then when you're watching the episode, we often say, it looks like all lights are on guys, but we cannot see anything. And it's it's the good thing of the events. We can let them see what we mean. It's got that most haunted vibe to it, hasn't it? But obviously you're the YouTube champions of, the, of that. So I, I definitely get the style there. Just to take it back then. So am I right? You think that ghosts are energy. What I'm trying to get at is why do you think they occur? I don't believe or not believe in ghosts. But what I would say is if they do, it's because somebody gave out 
extra energy or purpose in their life. They, they were like an obsession with something and, and they left a bit behind. Like, I don't know, in 200 years' time, there's going to be loads of Ouija boards in Liverpool 4 that say Ken Wright out, isn't there? <laughs> but like, it's just... Uh, what do you think causes it? I don't think they're all bad ghosts. Do you know what I mean? That's no, what I'm trying all. to get I mean, at. It could be... It's different things. It could be the, the cause of death. It could be trauma. Mm. Trauma could be one of them, or it could be just familiarity with the surroundings. I lost my dad 15 years ago to cancer, and he was only 59, and I always, I still feel his energy around me. We've had some very, very strange things when we've been investigating. We often say... You might take spirits in with you. Someone that is close to you might be the one that goes in with you. And we've had equipment. One amazing night on Bidston Hill where we use a, an app called the Spirit Talker. And it came through with my dad's first name, my dad's middle name, spelt correctly. And then when I asked what was the relationship, because we're, we're laughing about him saying, you know, are all watching this thing. Chris is just trying to find some kind of credence, some credibility on the words. But then I said, okay, can you watch the relationship? And and you're waiting for it to say son or father, but it said lad, L-A-D. Now, anyone who's friends with me knows my Facebook page in brackets next to my name is Ronnie's lad because that's what I was always known as. Oh, you're Ronnie's lad. So for that to come through, that was just surreal. So I do think sometimes you have the spirits that come with you because they can feed off your energy, but not in, not in like a parasitical way. See, it's got scientifically, we can't, there's a lot of stuff we can't prove. Like I was talking the other day, we were saying about when someone's staring at you and you can feel it and they can't quantify that. So why would there not be some sort of force? Like we talk about Star Wars, the yeah. force. We only talk about things that work in our physical world and how we see the science of things, but there's stuff that we can't explain still. And we probably won't ever because I think it's there for a reason. So like, let's say if you do believe there's an afterlife or you go somewhere, then fear is taken away because like, you drive 200 mile an hour on, on the motorway because you think, well, you know, your life's not going great. I'll just go on in the next yeah. one. I think it's put there for, for that purpose. For so long, you speak to certain people and you get the piss taken out of you. I mean, Adam said that, he, you know, he goes to match and it's like, you know, he it's, says it, it's one of those obviously be I mean being an Evertonian you, you get the pins anyway yeah yeah you <laughs> so, get that, that, it's got fucking else but I mean there's, there's like 20 fellas on the bus and when they obviously find out that you go off and ghost hunt or ghost bust or whatever you know it's a big, a big laugh but once you've had a few bevies so many times like hey come here do you know what? I've seen the ghost, you know, and it's it's like a really taboo subject for some reason because people just think that, you know, the minute you say, oh, I, I've seen the ghost, it's like, oh, you're talking shit, basically. But it's good that obviously it's done a complete 360 now where with the most haunted of the world, it, it just got to a certain point where the entertainment factor kind of rambled in and it yeah. was a bit like, where's that sort of fine line between entertainment and reality? But we know people like Danny Robbins, who's just done a series on Canny, and he's on the BBC now, and we did do a little bit of filming. His podcast was good. It, yeah. it is, and we did do a little bit of filming with him as well about, about Bold Street, which unfortunately didn't make it to the actual programme. It is sort of coming back round into the, the public eye now again. I think with the increase in people being interested in things like spirituality and holistic stuff, people are more open to the idea that energy is out there in yeah. other ways, I suppose, aren't they? And also things like the internet that allows you to publish things as well, that allows you to reach more people. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think that the more inclined to believe that someone's seeing a ghost than to believe a word that comes out of a Tory's mouth as well. So <laughs> yeah. so in modern politics, like, I think that's the other thing, paranormal's above politics now, because it's more believable that I've just seen a ghost walk through that wall. Right, being the creators of Haunted Scouts, you'll have a good, like, horror movie that you've watched, so and a good taste in horror movies. So what is your favourite horror movie and why? Oh, good question. I'm not a horror fan, to be honest. And as, yeah, as I, say, I, don't, <laughs> I don't really watch horror films. I don't really even watch Paranormal Channel. I'm a big zombie fan. I love The Walking Dead. I was made up when that came on. So I used to, I've always loved me zombie genre on it. The George A. Romero, Night of the Living Dead. And then even the, the comedy ones, the, the Return of the Living Dead 1 and 2. So I, I love that kind of genre and nothing winds me up more than when a zombie runs. 
you know, that's not a zombie. What about Werewolf Z, though? That was my favourite. Well, the last I week. loved that one, but then they weren't calling them zombies. It was a virus, and I, and that, I don't mind that. It's when they're, it's when you know a zombie to me shuffles across, and it's like, why is everyone you know just just nudge him out the way and off you go on your way? It's like, how's anyone getting caught by a zombie? I just think when it comes to the horror genre, it's done, it's redone. There's so few fresh ideas out there, and it's like you've got like Marvel and the Avengers and everything like that. Everything's got a spin-off, and they do it to death, literally. And I think the the horror films are the same. They start off with a good idea and a conjuring universe, and then all of a sudden, the doll's got its own franchise. The nun's got yeah. its own. You lack suspense now, don't do you think? Yeah, the horror is. horror isn't ghosts, is it? Because I say ghosts aren't all bad. Yeah, a, a well written ghost story, yeah. like the woman in black. Yeah. That's yeah. that's one of my favourite ones. And every time she appears and there's that scream, that is what chills you. And I've got goosebumps now. To wrap it up now because you guys are going to move on as well can you give us a plug for your youtube handle your facebook handle where can we find you so everyone can have a little nose and we'll put some links in our description to your show as well for you yeah of course well yeah we're on all socials the main one obviously is youtube so it's just haunted scouts over on youtube we've got tiktok we've got instagram we've got twitter well sorry it's not twitter anymore it's x but yeah (laughs) every sort of social media that you're on He's typing Haunted Scouts and yeah, that's where we are. I would are. urge people to go and look at it. You know, there is there's yeah, some, there is definitely some unexplainable stuff on there. I've got to be honest with you. Is this going out before Halloween? Yeah. Yeah. So Halloween, come over and join us on the YouTube channel. We've got a two hour special from Theatre East Drive in Pontefract known as the Black Monk's House. We always push the boat out and do a great Halloween special. It's 50 hours of footage that I have to watch through to condense down to a feature length episode everyone's buzzing for this one and it's going to be eight o'clock on halloween on the youtube channel nice. so and i will say obviously if anyone knows of any locations in around the Whittle or merseyside liverpool definitely bathrooms in show bathrooms and show yeah, yeah <laughs> drop us a message and uh yeah we'll definitely be checking it out uh-huh. yeah. thanks a lot guys. amazing thanks, yeah. so thanks for coming, coming in scouts. cheers guys anytime guys <laughs> AJ, yeah, uh, haunted scouts have, have, have left that. What like what's that there? A, a brassy lamp. Give oh, that a rub for us, there, mate. Look, a rub. What was that? Oh. <laughs> Hello, intrepid podnauts. This is Chris with the quiz. I've been summoned through your magic genie lamp to grant you three quiz questions. Okay. So, the first question I have for you is a sports question, which is a bit of a shock coming from me. Your first question. Who is the only English player to have played in a Champions League final but never represented the English national team? I've got a clue for you as well. They played for Liverpool in the 2007 Champions League final. So, any ideas, lads? Mm. So what? The noise of me scratching my head. So he won the Champions League final. final no, he played in, played in the Champions played League final. Yeah. Played in the Champions League final, final, but never the England national team. Yeah. Hmm. No, we should be better at this. No. Liverpool no. fans as well. We I can't know. get it. I know. Okay. Should find out the answer. I haven't got a good yeah, I'm that's, really that's Jermaine Pennant got man of the match in that final. He was brilliant, wasn't he? Let's listen to what the but answer he, is. Did he play for England? We'll see what the answer is now. The correct answer was Jermaine Pennant. Seeing as it is spooky season. I want to know what horror movie franchise, which began in 1980, has had three separate primary antagonists although it is synonymous with one masked villain in particular. I'll give you a clue as well. The franchise was rebooted for the last time in 2009. The action was taken to New York in 1989, and then another film took place in outer space in 2001. Right, I've got the answer here. I'm sure, is that okay. the Friday the 13th? You think it's Friday the 13th? I, I thought it was the um, Halloween. 
I'm pretty sure it's Friday the 13th. So, what is are it we not on? Eddie Murphy's Haunted Mansion? <laughs> no, no John, definitely. definitely not. <laughs> so, what are we going to go for then? I'll see you two. I'm swearing to Flynn Don't there. go with the young blood. I, I think it's Friday Yeah, because it's called Jason X, the Friday the 13th one. <clears throat> a lot of smoke in this lamp, you see. The correct answer was Friday the 13th. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen them. Obviously, Jason is the famous killer, but the first film had Pamela Voorhees, his mother, as the killer, and the fifth film had a copycat killer. It was called Roy Burns, although he dressed and looked and acted exactly the same as Jason. I, I know Roy Burns as well. <laughs> he used to be a floor lawyer and he's a taxi driver. I didn't have him down as a demonic killer, yeah. though. <laughs> Good answer that, though. So. Next one, then. Let's go. And your final question. La Paz in Bolivia is the highest capital city in the world at 3,650 metres above sea level. At 28 metres below sea level, what is the lowest capital city in the world? I'll give you a little clue as well. This country won the 2011 Eurovision Song Contest, is also known as the Land of Fire, and is located on the boundary of Eastern Europe and Western Asia. Well, I was going to say Venice, but then oh, the location got added. So, so I was going to say Holland, because <laughs> yeah, Holland's below sea level. But... I, I was going with the Hague, but... Mm. I'm just thinking now Ankara. Wise. Is it Ankara in Turkey? What, what about Helsinki? No, it's, it's that bit Helsinki about the border. Scandinavia. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna, go I'm gonna go. I'm going with Duff there. You know, I think. It's... Okay, let's okay. find. Let's find out, eh? The correct answer was Baku, Azerbaijan. Thanks for that, Chris. That was a fantastic quiz. Really, really enjoyed that. So, if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, where you come from, what you do, and what you can do for us. Well, certainly, thank you. Well, when I'm not hibernating in a lamp waiting to be rubbed to wake up. You can find me hosting events for Sphinx UK all across Liverpool. If you want to follow us on Instagram, my handle is Chris with the quiz. And the company I work for is Sphinx UK. Their Instagram is Sphinx underscore UK. I quiz with the Podnauts every Thursday at the Cookhouse out in Wilson. That starts at eight o'clock. And we also have some cool events coming up with Sphinx, including our Boombox Bingo event. If you've not been before, it's basically a musical bingo sing-along. Great prizes, hundreds of pounds up for grabs, experience days. We've had rising helicopters, rising sports cars, and Luro giving away his prize oh. as well. Oh. <laughs> um, and for our gorgeous Podnauts and Podnauts listeners, we've got a special discount code. If you go to the Sphinx UK website to purchase tickets for Boombox Bingo, you can get 20% off your order no with the code Podnauts. Pod Brilliant. Oh, Good that. So yes, thank you very much for having me and I look forward to chatting with you chatting with you soon. Oh Chris has gone back into the lamp. Oh, there's something sticking out there, Jay. That's a bit of Chris. Put put you back in there. Yeah, yeah, he's back in. Okay, well, that was brilliant, Chris. Thanks a lot for that, mate. Really appreciate Cheers, that. Cheers, Chris, and thanks for the discount code. So obviously with the, the horror theme of Halloween still running through the show at the moment. I thought we'd talk about the horrors of aesthetics and what Ooh. we think about them. I'll go first on this. I uh, wouldn't have thought you'd had an opinion on this, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm quite opinionated, actually, oh, uh, yeah? when you it comes to the vanity. Uh, but now I think it's a waste of money. Just be glad of what you've got. Even if I had the money, I wouldn't have anything done. You just just gonna hold naturally, do you know what I mean? I don't believe like yeah, yeah. especially these um you know, injecting into the lips and the and then the foreheads and all this botulism. I mean it's it's poison, it's literally poison you put putting into your face or your lips. It's and actually then, a toxin released yeah. by bacteria. Yeah, yeah. That people putting into the bodies. Discovered accidentally as well, do you know what I mean? And they were looking for something else and discovered that. I thought that can kill a lot of things. I could understand if, say, someone's arched over with back pain because the breasts are way, way too big for the body and need to be reduced. 
that I get that because that would obviously make their life a lot better. Yeah. Big, but, big yeah. shout out to Cugsy there. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about Botox. Do you know that it's being made illegal for under 18s in England? But in no, Wales, Scotland, and Northern Ireland, it's legal for under 18s. Uh, you know you don't even know their own mind, mind you, to, to get Botox. Yeah, kids are going over the border to Wales to get treated. Going back to aesthetics, obviously we're on the topic of aesthetics. We've got also makeup is a massive thing now that makes a massive difference. What happened to natural beauty, say, 40 years ago? The girls have started with a little bit of makeup on, but now they caked in makeup, especially in Liverpool you got fake tan and everything and that's like distorting reality really just the amount of makeup that they put on okay Flynn as a potential suitor to the ladies coming forward now as a 16 year old going into the world what do you find attractive in a girl just be more natural about it you don't have to get Botox I've got some teachers and they've got Botox and it just looks wrong just stick with your face especially as you get older it'll make you age more I think so Stick naturally, I think. I come across a lot of of people within the business and obviously young girls and they've actually made themselves into caricatures of their own face. So where you could see they've been a nice looking girl and they're like in their 20s and you're like, you're naturally beautiful. It's all this pouting. Some of them have got lisps and can't even speak properly when they're talking to me and I'm like, the lips look like they're going to explode. And it's just mind-boggling why you do that self-harm to yourself. I think it's, it's pressures on the, the social media stuff. Yeah, that's, definitely. That, it's society as let's a whole. Just, let's just get it right, though. It's the pressure coming down the phone screen to look a certain way and fit in yeah. and to, to follow certain trends. I think, Flynn, you touched on a good point there, is makeup. There, yeah. are, you, there are people, when you take a... When, I've, I've seen this with my own eyes. There are girls who wear makeup that looks brilliant on a photo i'm sure yeah but it's too heavy for in real mm. life so they look great on the phone screen but if you were sat next to them you think god what have you done to your face it's the preoccupation with con- being consistently connected and being imp- impressing people who aren't with you they're not with you and i think it's quite poisonous i think it's a very dangerous road to go down i don't mind what people want to do to their bodies what they want to call themselves i think you just have to be aware you have to be old enough and mature enough to know what the consequences are. And you have to know that it's your responsibility. So yeah. don't be talked into doing it or don't be pressured into doing it. If you really want to do it, you're going to do it. The, the mechanisms are there for you to go and do it. I do, however, think it's something that should be regulated. Definitely. You don't need any formal qualifications to stick a needle in someone's face. Yeah, That is bananas. Do you know where the big problems come from? I think was the photographing of the selfie that come about. Yes. And it's all it's a sexualization thing, but this pout, malarkey. So yeah. when we took, when you look back at pictures of yourself with girls in the I 80s, am tired 90s, of you pouting on photos, yeah, I know. Paul, I am. That's it. I'm terrible for <laughs> it. But when you look back at school photos, when we were on school trips or we were out in the state yeah. or whatever we were doing when we were clubbing, no one was pulling that stupid Gain it, do pull it faces and just smile, show us a natural smile. You know, society as a whole has changed. You've because, and I will tie this in with reality TV. So, you know, you've got your love islands and and all this. That is part of the problem because these young girls or young and even young men now are are looking up at these people and the the Z listers that they're wanting to be seen. I want to look like her, or Kardashians and J-Lo's and yeah. this, that, that. They've got the money, the millionaires, they can do it. All but, but some people you know, are getting yeah. into debt over it, which then spirals into something else. I've a great point there, by the way, because I've picked up on a few points here to say, and it, it's that what you're talking about. Love yourself, really. You know, I'm not impressed by it. Not of us as a whole impressed. Who's impressed by it? I don't get who's impressed by it. I put a little note on my notes here and it says, teeth, tits, and tan sniffs. So Tony in the shop, he's in his 50s. His teeth weren't in great condition. He's decided to go to Turkey and get some turkey teeth. Which, if he wants to do that, great. And, you know, maybe that's the best thing for him to look aesthetically a little bit better. But he's had, you know, 50 years of wear on his teeth. When he went away, there was girls... In the early 20s, and he said, they're all there for boob jobs, teeth jobs. He said, 
What's wrong with your teeth? And they were like, oh, this little one's out of line. So I'm getting them all ground out, by the way. Have you seen the, what they've got the to do? Yeah, yeah, it's it's so Even good teeth, they've it's got like to file them down. So you look like, you look like a fucking piranha. So he said, they're getting the teeth and the boobs done, and then they're going outside, and they're taking these tan sniffs, which make you, like, sniffing it up. It's like, I think they're illegal here. Right? And then they're grilling themselves like sardines. So God knows what the skin cancer what? rates what are going to be like. What are you putting into it? Because... Yeah, obviously, your absolutely eyes, your ears, and your nose are all connected, Andy. What are you sniffing up I here think, to tell you? I think that's the, s- the sad part for me is, like, I, I'm not particularly, f- I'm not fond of the way I look, but it's what I got given, right? But I think so, it's it's frightening to think that there are young, impressionable men and women, because, like, the testosterone use and the steroid use is on mm. the rise in young men, phenomenally. Yeah. Depression rates, that kind of thing. But for to think that young people feel so pressured to look a certain way that they're getting needles stuck in the face and they're going for procedures before you've even developed to the way you're going to look for the rest of your life. I didn't look this way when I was 16. You, you, grow you do it. grow into it. You grow and into I, it. I just think it's very sad and it, it needs regulation. As I say, like anybody apparently is allowed to open one of these aesthetic shops and start putting needles in faces. It's dangerous. Yeah, it you just, should need a qualification at minimum. It's just another example of commercialization. When you get that much mainstream spotlight on it, then the big companies get huge profits on it. They make amazing profits. Yeah, so billion I'm gonna company, um, give a quote here. It's actually from a movie called Fight Club. If anyone's watched it, if you haven't gone watch it, it's very good. So the quote is: "We earn money to." Buy things to impress people we don't like. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a we true, buy yeah. things that we don't need to impress people that we don't like and we work hard for it. It's another example of this. It's just commercialism that's just, it's just wrong. Spiraled out of control, yeah, hasn't definitely. it? Yeah. Be, people don't love themselves. They, they want to uh, portray an image, but they're not happy. And that's the main thing. Be happy. Go through the stages of life and enjoy each stage. When you're 20, you don't need to be messing with your kipper. No. Sorry, you don't. It's also when Pro- you're 50, you don't need to be messing with your kipper. It's also probably the case that once you've sorted out your teeth, if you're that way inclined, you're just going to find another fault you want fixing. It's not and really going to make you happy. It's like tattoos. I've got four tattoos and, I'm, and I want another three. I got my first one on my back and it took me five years to get it. Because I was like, well, yeah, reaching around like that would be quite. So hard, I was like yeah. shitting myself about oh, it's gonna hurt and it's gonna bleed and then, and then once I got it, I went, oh, I'm getting another one and I get another one. So it got a bit addictive and I thought, oh, I'll step away from this. I just so it's, so it's, it's been about it's been like six years. Well, since, yeah, it, 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 it's literally like I was I would have got another five or six perfectionism. Isn't it? I've well, stepped I, away I, from I it now, so it's been six years since I've had my last I one. But with, I do want I with do the aesthetics, it's it's not perfectionism it's uniformism because mm. they do things a certain it's, way so it's a bit like a horror film where everyone smiles and the teeth are exactly the same yeah yeah do you know what i mean a bit yeah. like a vampire it's, movie yeah. everyone looks normal till they smile then they got these weird teeth it's just they're not fangs they're just veneers now yeah so you get on a plane to ib for and you look at everyone everyone's like that like like smilex <laughs> off batman yeah. uh, do you like, yeah. it's like, like a horror movie, with teeth. but yeah. it's like the, the example we were talking about it uh, i think on fair show about you know that prime two people on instagram created an absolute mental panic over prime yeah. the drink it's practically poison yeah. and yeah, kids are going out fighting with it. each other you've got shopkeepers spending selling it for 20 quid now you can't even get rid of it because the trend's gone it's the same with kim kardashian has a trend and she'll she'll get these lips and then before you know it 20,000 women. We're doing some holistic stuff next week, and I'm going to touch on the energy drink, so I don't want to bring that into this week, but you've got an absolutely great point. So if we shoot around the room now, what's your advice for the younger generation now uh, with aesthetics? Flynn, come on. So starting from me, just first off, just accept who you are. I know it's a long and hard process, but you're going to learn it. Learning it earlier is better. Accept who you are. Don't put anything in your face. Be more natural. Have a bit of makeup, but accept who you are. No to Botox. Brilliant. Jake? Yeah, I'd say, look, everyone's beautiful in their own way. Just accept that you are beautiful. Someone out there is going to find you absolutely beautiful, but be sure to make sure that it's you first. No to Botox. 
to quote the late great Barry White to all our listeners, I love you just the way you are. Oh, yeah, I've lost my say I thought with that Barry White done, you yeah. really done it for me then. Yeah, you cancelled uh, that penis reduction operation then. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah the, the, the perfection is in the imperfection. So you've got to you've, exactly yeah, you've got to stand out from the crowd. Be you know, dress differently, be be who you wanna be, who it feels like to be. Don't be a caricature or a robot like someone else yeah. wants you to be. Be yourself and be proud or and be, stand uh, up and uh, people will love you for it. Or you a skin Kardashian, you know what I mean? Listen, and save yourself a few quid and go and buy some carpets and floor from Broadway Carpets. <laughs> yes. Here's the sponsors. Money well spent. At Broadway Carpets and Flooring, we literally roll out the red carpets for our customers. Check out our huge range of carpets and flooring available at great prices. Plus, we also offer a free home estimate too. Visit broadway45carpets.com or check us out on Facebook at 45 Broadway Carpets. Now, it's Lost in Music. So first up on this week's Lost in Music, Chris, who was in earlier from Haunted Scouse. Oh, yeah. Uh, well Shout out to Chris. He's sent us this one. I listened to it. And it's really unusual. It's got a bit of a hint. It reminds me of an Eminem thing, but it's called High Ren by Ren. So I'll play a little sample of it now. Carries on in that similar vein, but then a guy sort of like sing raps over it, and it goes on for about six and a half, to seven it minutes. Sounds like it sounds like the. Have you seen a film called Fifth Element? And there's a the, yeah, the, the, yeah, the blue yeah. lady singing. But that sounds like definitely that. check it's like that out. Gothic it's, Western yeah, band. it's called yeah. High Rent, and it's a little bit not what you think it is off that sample. Yeah, so everyone check yeah, it out. After the, Fantastic after tune. So Jay, what's your tune this week? Yeah, mine's a by a group called Alabama Shakes. They're from. Athens, Alabama. Look, I actually stumbled across them by accident. It was through Spotify, and it was. It's called Hold On, and it's just. It's got a bit of rhythm and blues in it, and she even sounds like Amy Winehouse. And to look at it, what we've just been talking about, it's not. It's just normal. normal Natural girl, beauty. Not, yeah. Okay. Here we go. So next up off social media, Lisa Potter, the, the mean queen of Facebook. Oh, I shout out Lisa. Has put in a request and she's picked Utopia by Pete Joseph. Thank you. 
that as a tune. I like that. Yeah. So you know, I feel like we should all be smoking Marlboro Reds and drinking <laughs> yeah. neat bourbon here. Smoking more than Marlboro Reds. Oh, yeah, flipping it. I went for a classic to break it up because there's some really good discovery, and I just went for a, an old classic. Hall Notes, Man Eater. Oh, yeah. Just put me bullet on. Yeah. Get Man. your leather coat on, your box <laughs> leather. Sam's anti beard out. Yeah. Drain, drain pipe jeans. <laughs> Loafers. No socks, baby. Did you say mullet? Yeah, I said mullet. Aviators? Shout, yeah, yeah. Watch them cabs. Pushing the boundaries on the L samples. There, the socks there. Saxophone. The saxophone. Great tune. Brilliant. Uh, Flynn, what do you want to put yours? Right, man's from the King of Pop, AJ, Man in the Mirror. Man in the Mirror, Belter, Belter, that'll be added to the playlist. Sound? Duff, man. No, I haven't got anything this week. I'm I'm happy to let it go to the listeners. I'm interested to know what they like. Okay, well, the the big super genie, Chris with the quiz, has left his choice, and it's Len. Can you steal my sunshine? I know. Killer sample that from me. Uh, what's the disco tune? More, more, more. That's the sample yeah. from the breakdown of that, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, Great a good, it's a good sample. I like so it. So that was good this choice. week's Lost in Music. Some riff, man, isn't it? Diabolical taste. <laughs> <laughs> We've got uh, a new feature for Halloween anyway, Ooh. just a one-off, and it's Slime Watch UK. <laughs> Come to the street there, you Slime, slime watch. watch. Be careful out there. It's slimy. Slimy. <laughs> slimy. So this week's Slime Watch, we've all been watching The Reckoning about Jimmy Savile. Wow. That stuff will give you nightmares for Halloween now. So I'd like Flynn actually said to me, how did you just not get on that? But like we were kids ourselves, so I was too busy. Some did though. Some Some people did. did get involved. We'll raise a few points, but Flynn, obviously as a new person to planet Earth, newer than us anyway, what was your take on it? Obviously, I was four when Jimmy Savile died. Luckily, my mum and dad didn't take me to go and see him. So, <laughs> <laughs> so actually, I watched the recommend with me nan. Not a very nice thing to watch with your nan, but well, it's one gener- of the gen- gen- Very good gener- generational thing. Yeah, there, so I just think that watching it back now for me, it's that obvious how did no one realise. It's called hiding in plain sight. Yeah, it's it that obvious, it's not what obvious. I would, what I would say is everyone knew he was weird, right? Well, everyone who had any nouse about them thought he was a strange cat, right, Flynn? So nine times out of ten, if you had any nouse, you would have given him a wide berth. Yeah. But what you've got to bear in mind is Part of the reason he became famous was his weirdness. Mm, his charisma as well. Well, I wouldn't call it charisma. I would call it his facade or his charm or yeah. whatever you would call it. Hiding his evil. Yeah, he used... That was his persona. And it was at a funny time where, like, if you look at all them novelty records in the 70s and stuff, like, yeah. being yeah. weird got you places. And the dress code was a bit yeah. weird, wasn't it? Yeah, so I, I think you would get onto it. There was enough in in there. There was enough gravitas to his weirdness that opened doors for him. He was just got to a level of fame. He just had he, everyone's yeah, socks off. He got a, a, to oh, a yeah. level of fame yeah. and connection with the Tory government, the royal family, yeah. that and he couldn't. That he he was beyond crucial. questioning by some people. 
for me, he's seen an opportunity, a window like Ted Bundy did, how to manipulate the system. He was a top manipulator. Yeah. yeah. He was very good and he had a plan and he executed it brilliantly. I was watching and I just said to Justine, I turned around and said, What a predator. Yeah. I said, yeah, and that's, I'm, not, I'm, not, you know, I'm not condoning what he done, but what I'm saying is he made. The level of cunning. The predator from 1985 or whatever it was around Swansea look like a kid yeah. because he was that lethal. Honest to God, he, his predator instincts, Lord of the Jungle, wow. Well, they got to a point though, I touched on there. First, yeah. um, he had some really big friends as well. He oh, listen, they, they knew Jay, they knew me. Of course they, they did, of course they did. But he's part of a ring. Yeah. And they're all involved in it, and that's when he knew he'd become untouchable when he had the back of them people. Oh, the thing course. is, if he, if he was part mean? of a ring, he'd say, well, I'll take cocky. you down and you down and you yeah, down. So he'd brass tacks but on. what you've also got to bear in mind is they must have known because... They cost it. If he went for Christmas dinner with Margaret Thatcher, right? This is at a time when exactly. we we were we were still not talking to Russia at this time, right, yeah. Flynn? There was the Cold War. Was, yeah. It was still alive. Right? So... Anyone who was getting into checkers was getting vetted by MI5. Believe you me. Well, like I'm saying, you don't go and stand next to the Queen without them knowing everything about you. Of course. Right? The fame. They the fame. know everything <laughs> about him, right? They knew. And people should be going to jail now for that. Don't care should. how old you are. BBC should BBC be shut staff down. seen what he was up to. Mm. I think that's the thing when we touched on Russell Brand is like, you, you think, how the hell has anything been allowed to happen again at the BBC after that? How is anything the BBC, like a lot of things, they've got a lot to answer for. And yeah, the BBC yeah. done that documentary kind of like a pathetic apology. But did I you thought. see at the end of I, it? I, yeah. Was it a kick in the, in the balls, to be honest? Because they dropped an investigation into him a month after a his month, funeral. So they let times. it go on for years more before yeah, anyone spilled the beans, yeah. which was awful. What is interesting that I didn't realise until I watched the dramatisation was... We slag it off, but reality TV is what brought it on top for him, wasn't it? People seeing Big yeah, Brother. Yeah, yeah, that, that reacted yeah, so well. Yeah. I'd just like yeah. to make a point as well of the, on, a, on a positive, because I like to get a positive out of anything, really. But Steve Coogan played an absolute belter. Yeah, I mean, he's got to win every television award going he, that He's story. actually had to stop his tour, though, because it, but it's backfired that much that people are actually abusing him. Yeah, I see and that. I think, hold on a minute. It's a show telling you about someone you know was doing. He's actually educating the public yeah. so it can never and, happen again. And the backlash on him, he's actually considering cancelling his tour. Wow. Me, I think he should be awarded with everything because he played an absolute awareness. blinder. Yeah, he did. Really there, did. I seen an absolute a few years ago. A shocking Smash Hits. Remember Smash Hits? Yeah. They'd done a competition to win a camping trip in some random field in Yorkshire <laughs> with Jimmy Savile. What the fuck? Where's the safeguard? Yes, Do you know what I mean? Wow. Wow. That's all I can say. I mean, Sex Pistols. Oh, well, that's the, that's the interesting Johnny, point. Johnny Rotten. They were, um, they were barred from the BBC because they called him out, yeah. didn't well, they? Well, he did. He said yeah. he's a wrong and, and, he's a, and obviously he's a nonce. And he shut them down. They, mm. Every radio sticks back then... BBC were massive. It was the uh, only radio station, everything. Really, wasn't it? Yeah. And they were just taken off it. I don't completely. think he was the only one in that era, though. There was a few oh, rumours of like your Led Zeppelin and stuff like Gary that. Glitter. Yeah, look, Gary Glitter, classic. Well, look at the show when he, Gary Glitter come on. I reckon they were all in it together. He was looking in the crowd together. And he pointed to some young girl, and Jimmy Savile went, Yeah, that's all right, we'll have her back in your ears. Because they were all stars. After the show, and I thought, It's there, right in front of you. Like you say, fame now isn't what it once was. Everyone can be, be on YouTube, be on the telly. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. literally put yourself on the telly, but you put yourself on YouTube. But then, you know, like to be invited back to something was such an honour in their you know, eyes. And like when they look at it, they were getting exploited all over the place. It was absolutely awful. It's terrible stuff, like it really is. And I think that that's a very good point that you raise, Flynn, is that it, it was so blatant. It was so blatant. Yeah. You look back and there's so many of them. And, you you know, Stuart Hall and all that. It's It, it was endemic within... It was the culture almost in the BBC. And it must, be, Farris, it must be very difficult for people who did work there and tried to speak out 
But how must they feel now? Because there's no vindication because there's been victims. You wouldn't feel great that you did speak out and suffered because of it. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to call out some people on Facebook and I'll put ledge when he died. <laughs> Where, and now you see them putting the, the, the red in their hands going, oh my God, no. I can't believe I posted that when he died. And I'm going to pick on Jay Ryan here. Because I remember him put absolute legend. And then like, I don't know if you still got it, Jay, but next time his funeral comes up, make sure you repost that, lad. Well done. Well done. Well played, sir. But no, I mean, the fact is, you, you go off the information you have at the time, to be fair, but it's just, it it's just, it's so sad. When, when you look at any crime, go to the victim of any crime and say, what do you want done? You initially think, right, somebody robs my house, I want their house robbed or whatever. Somebody yeah, hits an my eye for an eye. I, yeah, eye for an eye. But if you speak to people who've really suffered badly of the most terrible crimes, all they want is for it to not happen to someone else. Yeah. And the fact that the BBC just let this one go and then it looks like there's been more going on subsequently. Yeah, you've got to think. That's terrible. That's these these terrible. people were children, man. And so you, you mm. think you analyse stuff now with an adult's mind, but... When it's a child's mind, Oof, it's going to yeah. shatter. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's absolutely awful. I, I remember the news stories, and you know, I wasn't surprised to see what I saw on the dramatization, but I'm pleased it's out there to remind or educate people that it went on. And at the end of the day, hopefully nothing like that can yeah. happen again. People it needed to be portrayed the yeah, way it's like that. And that's what that reckoning yeah, yeah. It portrayed so, it exactly the way it was in your face. Yeah. I'm not even hiding it. And that's exactly as it portrayed it. Now, we can all see now that it was in our faces. But then, back, you didn't see it. But I do remember going to watch Mickey Flanagan. And he brought this up in the echo. And he said, my ma was right on that Jimmy Savile. Non-sim, look at that barnet on him. And just, just the way she said it. Nice. And they made it funny, but... He, that's what she well, thought. It's, it's, it's an interesting subject that you know that you raised there about mm. a woman's intuition yeah, because look. there was women in that documentary, oh, and you yeah. can tell. And I bet there was more than they showed you who actually. Oh, yeah, women have got intuition for stuff like that. They have to protect babies. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they they Under knew instinct, about yeah. him, but women weren't given the the same voice in that's the seventies right, yeah, yeah. as Definitely they are not. now. You know what I mean? On on, on an equal pegging. Yeah. So that that's a that's, that's a really good point. Actually, point you, would, you would hope that now that we are in so more of an equal rights society, <clears> that that would naturally regulate itself, and we might be less susceptible to people like that. Yeah, really, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. but um, you know what? I've just got a feeling it's a certain person's going to pass away, and it's all going to come out again. And it was that Canadian comedian. She's got blonde hair, Catherine Ryan. Yeah, she said it's an open secret, but no one can say not until he's gone. Yeah, and uh, my mind's just watch, going. Who watch is this it? Space, then. But it's going to happen again. Burning in hell, Jimmy Savile. Okay, yeah, yeah. burning in hell. Yeah, Savile. with Maggie Thatcher. And that was Slime Watch UK. Hopefully don't not to return. Yeah. Sleep well. <laughs> don't have nightmares. Stay safe. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out to Newsham Screen Park. I'm going there on Sunday with my dad and my mum and my sister. So shout out to them. It looks like it's been getting good reviews so far. It's a hit scare park based in Newsham Park, which is up in North Liverpool. And also shout out to Trump because he's getting on the political scene again and I wish him the best in the future. So that's a tough you, aren't you, Yeah, from 2024. That's my shout-out. Okay. Shout-out to all the listeners. Keep listening. Going Only going to get better and better this place. You know what? Good shout-out for all of you, anyway. Um, shout-out to everybody affected by what's been going on in the Middle East at the moment. I don't care what side, what race, religion, what belief you've got. Yeah. It's innocent people yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you're going through it, thoughts are with you. Shout out to Coley, shout out to Will, shout out to the Planetary Jazz Massive, first gig that's coming up soon. And yeah, keep it, yeah, just keep it going, everyone. Yep. Shout out to everyone, yeah, on the social media as well, just be getting in touch, all the usual suspects, Ryan. There's a few others, there's Daniel King, yeah. uh, Lisa Potter, Lisa Elliott, stroke Lisa Williams. Yeah. Shout out to Steve Weissel. Oh, yeah, yeah, big shout out to yeah. And big shout out to my dad and Lorna. Oh, yeah, Lorna and Rob, new listeners. Well done, Bobby. 
Uh, right, go into the socials so you can find us on Facebook at the Podnuts, Instagram at Podnuts, spelled P O D N A U T S. Anything we post, if you can share it, like it, and comment on it, it'd be massive for yeah, us. It helps with the algorithms. algorithms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you can make sure you share everything we do, comment on it, give us a like, whatever you can do to raise the profile of the show, we'll really, really appreciate it. Spotify link in the description, yeah. and that was the pod notes. Join us next week when we have our first female guests. We have Leanne from Love and Light Therapies and Joanne from Lotus Flower Yoga. <laughs> <laughs>